0: Come get your fucking slop, piggies.
1: The revelation of Bel Delphine will drive mortal minds to the brink of sanity and then push it off. That's the important bit. It's it's all very well being on the brink of sanity, Elsa. It's when you dive off it face first into the happy madness, and and that, as as you were saying before we recorded, um, that sort of eldritch uh, element to a certain online um, purveyor of, uh, let's just say, sticky material.
0: You know, you say that, but um, I've seen her porn. It's boring. Yeah. It's disappointing. It really is. Um, I, I I mean, I, I'm just
1: saying I make better porn. I would pay for it. Yeah? Yeah, Please. I would. How much can I put you down for? All of it. All of it. Excellent. I got, like, two videos. Um, I'll rob a bank. <laughs> i'll rob a bank to afford it i will don't fucking test me i'll do it i mean i've the requests have increased along with my bust size the bigger the boobs the greater the influx of requests for an only fans or, or something of that nature um but but we're not here to talk about that are we not, we're not really to... no no i don't think so no, 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 no. What we're here to talk about today, Elsa. And I will introduce you properly. So th- that was a one, one big bit of feedback I got on, from the last episode of the Trash Girl Diaries, uh, was that you were not sufficiently introduced. And as host ex, it is my dereliction. That's on me. That's on my, what, what the gender criticals call my broad manly shoulders. That's on <laughs> those, Elsa. Um, so we will get to that, but, but, Just to establish Just to set up uh, The topic du jour for today I Think My calling in life Is to be a henchman For a criminal Organization The kind of, of Hulking henchman For which terms like Lug And galoot uh, were, were made. Essentially, Lummox. Lummox is a, is a great one. Essentially, I feel I should be wearing a black blazer with a grey sweater and a flat cap and should spend most of my time beating my own palm going, with pleasure, boss! Like that. I should be sent to beat people up so I can tell boss that I'm gonna do it with pleasure.
0: I don't know. I always pictured you as the boss. I think you're the spitting image of the boss.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. See? Oh. I-, I don't
0: know, I always I always thought of you as like um like like a like a like a non-binary version of the Kingpin from like mm. comic books.
1: Mm. And I mean, like... I did look exactly like him at one point before uh, I lost a bit of weight, got bigger tits, and the finasteride kicked in.
0: I mean I wasn't gonna
1: say that. <laughs> I mean, I did at one point wear a, a, a white suit, and it was the spirit of him. It was, but it's too much responsibility. It's like where people like claim to get this like big dom energy from me. In fact, you know, we were talking about the pornog. I will say it was suggested that I'd make a mint doing dom videos, even though it's not where my heart is. I could do it. Oh, you I could can do, do it. Like, and you, I can, w- you can play the part. I have provided that service in the past, and I do think I've got uh, a knack for it, and that I wouldn't make zero money. That's the important thing. I wouldn't make zero money, but it's the responsibility. I'm responsible for so much. You know, if you listen to the internet, I'm responsible for all manner of crimes, <laughs> but I... Don't want that burden on me. I would much rather be the kind of person that's behind someone way smaller with a gun going, <laughs> get him, boss, like that. I'd, I'd much <laughs> I'd much rather be telling boss to get him.
0: That makes me think of the Turks from Final Fantasy VII.
1: The Turks from Final Fantasy VII, a game I am uh, currently in the midst of replaying, the original Final Fantasy VII.
0: I recently finished it, for the first time.
1: For the first time? What did you think?
0: Oh, I loved it. I had to do a little think about the ending.
1: Oh yeah, a uh, 15-year-old me had to do a massive think about that ending. <laughs> uh, most of the thoughts being, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, kind of a little bit.
1: Yeah, but before we actually get into the meat of the matter, don't worry listeners. Uh, this this podcast is not going to be all about how I want to be a henchman, but <laughs> well, some some form of lug slash galoot slash lummox. There will be video games like we just mentioned, Final Fantasy Seven. Like you're already getting your money's worth, folks. fucking right. And if I do, you know, set up an OnlyFans, you'll get your cunny's worth as well. But hey, well. what we need to do is properly introduce you so that people know all about my fellow Trash Girl here on the Trash Girl Diaries. So maybe you'd like to tell the listeners a little about yourself. I think we've established that your name is Elsa.
0: Yes, my name is uh, is Elsa Farron. I rose to what meager, meager prominence I have, literally by replying to a tweet from Jonathan Holmes saying... May I be on your podcast, please?
1: <laughs> Direct and to the
0: point. Yeah, l- literally. And he he just was. Like, oh yeah, DM me. The podcast was talking to women about video games, and I I was the only person at the time to be on that show and do a bit and d- yes. do do a shtick where I portrayed uh, the redneck Tom Barry. I accidentally came
1: up with a really shocking amount of lore for
0: that character <laughs> <laughs> that never saw the light of day.
1: I remember, like, intimations.
0: No, there's stuff that I haven't gone public about.
1: Oh! Oh, I see. You're, you're gonna have to uh, show me the almanac, the the lore bible uh, of the Redneck Tonbri. But I was a big <laughs> fan of that. That's why I wanted to... I've always wanted to, like work with you on, on, like, a podcast or something because of the Redneck Honbury character, and basically just how fucking funny you are. Um, and, you know, I think I was right to uh, want that, because in my opinion, the uh, first episode of The Trash Girl Diaries was great. I found it very listenable, and i I don't tend to listen back to podcasts. I have to listen to myself for 24 hours. I don't need... I don't need it in stereo, I don't, I can't shut my brain off because of the brain wrongs that are in it. I don't need to hear my own voice outside of my head because the voice inside my head is telling me that I'm shit, so I don't need that. But, I found uh, The Trash Girl is very enjoyable. I did what I always do when I play Goldeneye. 007, the N64 classic, because it was out on Xbox Live, so I played it. And I did what I always do with that game. Played the first level, thought, fuck this, and stopped. But while I did that, I listened to the first episode, and I thought it was very, very good. I thought it was very good indeed.
0: I liked it as well. I've listened to it a few times. And I've told anybody who will listen about it, you know, to just be like, hey, you know Stephanie Sterling? Yeah, they've got a new podcast. It's got me on it. Right? There are people who started talking to me more because of that. Much like Jonathan Holmes, I brag about the fact that I even know you.
1: <laughs> there's a massive amount of clout of being associated with me in 2016. Not so much now, but there's <laughs> still a little bit. There's still a little bit of, of juice at the bottom of the bottle. And I am glad that, that you're here to suck on my bottom juice.
0: Anytime, place. I would suck down your bottom juice in Mm. my bedroom. Mm
1: -hmm. It has
0: two beds.
1: Ooh, fancy.
0: One of which is a canopy bed.
1: Oh my, a canopy bed.
0: Oh yes, I would do it on the set of The Price is Right. (laughs) I would do it in a public toilet. Mm. I would do it in a baker shop, uh, a patisserie.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, like next to the eclairs. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you know, by the Mm -hmm.
0: way, in... Japanese. The character, Lightning, from Final Fantasy Thirteen. her name is Eclair. Really? Yes, because it's French for Lightning. Oh. In a lot of languages other than English, when they reveal her given name, it's Eclair. Eclair. But in English, it's just Claire Farron. Yeah. And um, that's actually where I got my name, because I'm Elsa or E, Claire Farron.
1: Oh. That's quite good.
0: Thank you. I'm proud of that. That's
1: quite good. Quite good indeed. So, obviously we talked a lot about, well, we tried to talk a lot about Final Fantasy related things on the last episode. Didn't quite get to the meat of the matter because it wasn't even supposed to be about that. It was supposed to be about Elden Ring. It was
0: supposed to be about Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin the elden ring in my mind and how it was kind of emblematic of just sort of my frame of mind in regards to mainstream video games in general
1: Mm, isn't it though i thought maybe we'd shake it up a bit because in all honesty a lot of my content lately has been very rpg focused hinging very much skeletally from the final fantasy series you know i talked about the term japanese rpg a couple of weeks ago on the gym position
0: very good episode
1: thank you very much thank you
0: loved the angela white cameo in there
1: oh well of course the 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 patron saint of of the trash girl diaries adult performer angela white Different, in many ways, to Belle Delphine.
0: In many ways, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think if you looked at a side-by-side comparison, you wouldn't confuse them for the same person.
0: I don't think so, either. For starters, I don't know this for a fact, but I always envision, now that I'm thinking about them standing next to each other, I imagine in my head that Angela White is at least a foot taller, but I don't know that that's the case.
1: Yeah, like, I'm trying to actually imagine Belle Delphine being a foot taller than Angela White, and that disturbs me. That feels wrong.
0: You know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of Belle Delphine being the, the Bloodborne boss, Amygdala.
1: Oh! Oh, I'd love to see a mod of that. This has become hot again.
0: I mean, Amygdala's pretty...
1: Mm. Oh, yeah! Like, like imagine, like, Amygdala doing one of those Ahegio faces, going bleh, like that, Bleah. with the tongue out and the eyes rolling back. there. Like, all of those, like, black pit-like things in its head, just all rolling up at once as it goes bleh, like that, while getting sort of pounded in the ass It arse.
0: doesn't have a tongue.
1: Oh, yeah, we'd have to graft one to it.
0: Or just staple it. Just staple what? a tongue. It's It's endured worse.
1: It has. Probably, yeah. It looks like it's been through some shit. It looks like me. It looks how I feel most days. Uh, does that and indeed most Bloodborne bosses. Every time I see a, a boss in, in any From Software game, my first thought is mood.
0: Honestly, same. Either that or just, well, I really hope this doesn't awaken something in me, and it always
1: does. It always does. Stupid. Always sexy does.
0: Sexy moon presence.
1: Mmm, moon presence. I'd love to moon it. Yeah. So, the point is. We're talking about Resident Evil today. I think everything that people have heard so far has prepared them for that. I think everyone just thought, oh, of course! I was wondering where this was going, but now the piece is fair.
0: The natural through line. Yeah. Now I'm imagining Angela White, like, dressed up like Lady Dimitrescu. I I think she could pull it off.
1: Well, I'm going to be pulling it off later thinking about that now. Thank you very much.
0: You're very, very welcome, Steph.
1: Uh, So... Earlier in the week, you know, we were talking about the next episode of the Trash Girl Diaries. Sort of having a talk about what we might want to chat about uh, on today's installment. And I did ask your history experience with horror games. And it's not a lot, as you explained it to me. It's not, it's not a whole ton. It's true. It isn't. But you have played Resident Evil 4.
0: I have played Resident Evils 4 and 5.
1: So you've played Resident Evil 4. Yes. Uh <laughs> uh yeah, Five is uh wow. It's
0: the bits with uh, Wesker are are entertaining.
1: The bits with Wesker are entertaining. Uh Wesker is uh, you know, he's a giggle. He's a laugh. He's loving it. Oh, he is definitely. Yeah.
0: Uh, there was that part where like you're fighting possessed Jill Valentine and she looks like Nina from Tekken for no reason.
1: Yeah, the whole with the blue and everything, yeah.
0: And if you play that as Sheva, the Quick Time Event attack that she does is she she jumps up and wraps her thighs around Jill's head, which certainly improved the experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um amid all of the Uh, really, really uncomfortable racism.
1: Yeah. That game is
0: racist.
1: Yeah. It was released back in my sort of ignorant, edgelordy days. So the game does embarrass me because I did take up for it in the day. And then looking back, you know, I see content from the game now and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, dear. A lot of us weren't thinking back then. I wasn't. There's no excuse for it, but um, a lot of us weren't thinking back then. You know, I had this thought uh, not too long ago when I played Condemned Criminal Origins and actually beat it for once.
0: I'm pretty sure you've beaten it more than once, Steph.
1: Well, you know, if Angela White's around, then yes, yes, of course. I'm worried that this show will eventually just turn into an Angela White fan cast. Not worried. I'm anticipating I'm excited that it will Yes, turn I'm int- I'm quivering yeah, with excitement at the much. idea. I want everyone to know what gets me off and they must know it. And I I should be paid to say it. <laughs> God damn it. Um <laughs> what was I saying?
0: This is what I love so much about you. Um condemned criminal origins.
1: Right, yes, condemned criminal origins. Um almost every enemy in the game is a drug addict and This game was what? Like late 2000s. And a lot of popular culture at the time just held it as a truth in media that drug addicts are less than human and it's okay to beat them up, kill them, vilify them. And obviously, looking back at it now through the lens of someone who's grown as a person, learned a lot more about culture, and someone who's had. One or two experiences of being a little bit too fond of of painkillers as a chronic pain um, sufferer. I did replay it and think, oh, oh dear.
0: And, you know, we're still um, on a semi-recent episode of uh, Podquisition. You mentioned that you had finally gotten around to playing Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Um, Which I I also, I played that in like April or May of 2022. Mm -hmm. And as entertaining as it was, and it was, to role play as a a sword swinging maniac who believes in nothing, Mm -hmm. the way that that game treats lower class people is a choice.
1: It's certainly a decision that was made.
0: It feels like the bullet points were, there's going to be tits in this game, Keanu Reeves is going to be an absolute prick.
1: Total jackass. Just a complete dickhead. hmm And poor people are not people. Yeah, and I suppose we, we do struggle with that societally, still. Um, we do. You know, I live in Tory Britain, so it permeates every policy and law and regulation you're right it, it still is a prevalent thing i think what has changed is is how better our culture has become at shrouding that attitude and really sort of veiling it so it's not as apparent as say condemned to having an entire class of enemies called meth monkeys oh dear we don't have that anymore <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I've not played Condemned to. The first game is, it does a lot of interesting things that are worthy of study. But equally worthy of study is its attitudes towards drug addicts. And how reflective it is of the time it was released. Where you almost can't blame the developers. You, I mean, you can. But I blame them up to a point in that for a lot of us back then, We weren't brought up to question it.
0: And that's just it. Like, if everybody around you is saying something, why would you question it?
1: Well, yeah, if you grow up with something that's considered a universal truth and you don't see the challenge to that, nine times out of ten... Like, someone's going to grow up and not question it because they don't even know the question exists. You know, that's one of the great positives of the internet and of the, the globalization of the conversation, as twere, uh, in that we can see those questions and ask them ourselves. Obviously, some people respond to those questions with aggression. And again, no excuse. Uh, there was a period in my life where I would, uh, I would do the same because change is scary. Finding out you're wrong is scary especially if it's something you've you've grown up believing if you grew up believing that certain people are, are bad and then you see evidence that they're not or anything that would question something that that is a fundamental truism in your life some people will will get aggressive to that doesn't make it okay the presentation of new information should absolutely inform how we are going forward We are not our mistakes, we're what we learn from our mistakes. If we don't learn, then we're just going to be a dick. We'll be like Keanu Reeves in the cyberpunks. God, he's a prick. He's such a dickhead.
0: Since our recording began, I've been staring at the Stranger of Paradise hat that (laughs) is now sat atop my um, giant Tonberry plush.
1: Brilliant.
0: Which, of course, I
1: own, because why wouldn't I? That sounds great. Expensive, but money well spent. Um, Absolutely. Tombury's in general are just awesome. And there should be more of them. I love them so much. They're little green guys. Yeah. That's
0: brilliant. There's never an explanation for them, except in the one game where there is. Mm -hmm. The two
1: games where there are. They're just there. We're just supposed to believe that in, like the world of Final Fantasy VII, or indeed any of them, we're supposed to just believe there are these little green guys running around. All of them have little brown uh, habits on. Yep. Little brown dressing gowns and a big fucking kitchen knife. And we're all supposed to just believe that that is happening across the world. Yep. I'd go mad from the Revelation. If someone knocked on my door, right, and I open it, and there, there's Obama is, is at the door, and he's just, Oi, oi, seven, it's me! i Barack Obama! <laughs> no relation. Just thought I'd let you know that Tombres are real. See you next year! I would lose my shit.
0: I think you would shit your pants.
1: I would fill my pants with human feces.
0: Shit would come out of your ass.
1: Not all of it, my own. Only most of it, I hope? Uh, yeah, 75%. That would f- slalom out of my little gasper. <laughs> as, as, as Barack Obama, former president, who's going door to door doing this as part of his um, commitment to uh, Tombury awareness, is showing me little pictures. Not even drawings. Photographs. Because they're real.
0: See the thing about that, right? Mm. Final Fantasy VII remake had the most lovingly rendered Tonberries to date, mm. and I did not expect them to be quite so visibly smooth. I think it was like actually like during the the main story that you encounter the Tonberry and mm. in Final Fantasy VII remake, and it it shows up unannounced, and it's. Really, really unfortunate how smooth it is. Yeah,
1: like it's hairless, wrinkle-free, smooth as silk, like Andy Circus's testicles. I imagine. I like to imagine. Frequently I imagine that too. In the shower. Ugh, yeah.
0: You 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 good there? You having fun
1: there? Uh, yeah. So, have you... This is a question from me to you, Elsa. Have you played the Resident Evil 4 remake Chainsaw Demo? I have not. Oh. So tell us about the Stranger of Paradise ham.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I think um, I bought it either shortly before or shortly after we recorded our first episode of the Trash Girl Diaries and I I received it I wore it for a day it's comfortable as hats go and mm. I and then I placed it on the cranium of my largest plush doll of a tonberry who is now staring at me with those horrible yellow eyes
1: <laughs> bulbous as they are
0: yeah, the the way that they distend, tonberries are freaky. It's only like looking at one and being able to like pick it up and examine all of its little mm. intricacies. What kind of thing is a tonberry? Is it an amphibian?
1: Yeah, it's it's with the green skin and the sort of as you say there there is an amphibious look to it. There is something frog-like about a tonberry. It's got the big bulbous size and the green skin. It, it also has the tail of a fish, which doesn't get enough credit.
0: It's got a big fishy tail, although um, there's a, a friend of mine named Heather uh, who drew the redneck tonberry and depicted her as having a tail with like botanical elements to it. Like it was a, a sort of vine-like tail with the sort of fish fins replaced with big leaves, and I I thought that was a really interesting take on it.
1: Big leaf tree. I like that.
0: It is a big leaf tree.
1: Where do they all get their lanterns from? Like, who's making them? Do they make their own? Who's lighting them? Right? And the thing that really gets me is
0: that, like, they use the lantern to attack, but only sometimes?
1: Yeah. They're capricious Mm. in their ways. They are. I kind of want the shiny metallic tonbury. The the bright arts gallery Tonbury. It's like a little uh, figure of one, and it's all shiny and gold, and, and shiny and metallic green. One. That's cool. I don't have a lot of Final Fantasy tat in general. That's uh, alright, I have
0: enough for both of us.
1: Perfect. <coughs> Sorry. I've not been very well. I'm, uh... Well, I wasn't well last week, because we were going to record... I've been wanting to record a trash girl diaries for weeks and it's my fault that we haven't done it because of various different uh emergencies and illnesses but i'll tell you what though as, mm-hmm. as we talk about tom Briz and and whatnot you know what would really shit me up you know what would really freak me out right is if yeah. i i go to bed at night right got my my night petticoat on Right, I've stuck my ass over the trash can, and I've uh, done midnight farts in it just to keep them safe, you know
0: for archival.
1: yeah, I've started doing that now i i I don't like to talk about farts. I find myself above them um but <laughs> 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 It's a little too low brow I, and you know i I say that as someone who you know fully admits that they're quite happy to talk about shit. And wanks. And wanking onto a shit. But for some <laughs> reason, it's farts have always been a sticking point. And I really should see a doctor about that. But I find them too lowbrow. I think it might be because they, um, they penetrate through my feminine mystique. Possibly. In, in some ways, I have very regressive gender views <laughs> as a non-binary trans femme. But they're only directed internally. It's all internalized. And this is why... I think four, maybe five people on the planet Earth have ever heard me do a little butt to.
0: One day, I'll be one of them.
1: One day you'll you'll uh, get that coveted honk. And, and if you're lucky, you might see me uh, do it into a, a trash can, which I did legitimately do the other day, and it felt classy. Farting into a bin is classy. It's the right thing to do. So imagine the scenario, if you will. I like to do this sometimes. I like to imagine uh, haunting scenarios just to see if people find them as as uh, distressing as I do so that I can hopefully exorcise some of my emotional trauma by um, passing it on like a, a, a chain email. Um, so yes, I'm in bed, settling for sleepy times. I'm drifting off. My eyes flicker, flicker. And darkness. Blessed darkness. I'm awoken with the feeling of something in my mouth. And I am confused. But the taste is slightly sickly sweet. And I wake up and all I can see is green.
0: Oh, all I no. can see is
1: green. And and all I can taste is yellow. And it pulls back whatever is in my mouth and whatever was in my mouth is now looking directly into my eye and then it pushes back in and, and I realize that in the middle of the night a tonbri has crawled up through the toilet and it is shoving its big yellow bulbous eye into my mouth
0: oh dear
1: oh <laughs> like that oh god and the worst part is is either stiffy? Uh, Doesn't bear thinking uh, about, does it?
0: Wow! And I thought Belle Delphine was horrifying. <laughs> uh,
1: I... Oh boy,
0: I'm gonna be I'm gonna be thinking about that one for a
1: bit. It's not grand. I'll I'll grant you that. It's not the grandest uh, dream that one could have. It is in fact quite haunting and may inform uh, my next bout of sleep paralysis.
0: I mean, that beats every single nightmare that I've had about a professional wrestler.
1: And there's a lot of those you could have.
0: I have had nightmares about four different professional wrestlers.
1: Fucking hell.
0: And surprisingly enough, the one time that Brock Lesnar appeared to me in a dream (laughs) was quite pleasant. Aww.
1: He just caressed you.
0: Dream Brock was a nice guy. I walked over a hill, and he was walking away from... A Checkers, the fast food, the American fast food restaurant,
1: Checkers. Right.
0: And he was like, would you like a Checker Burger? And I <laughs> said, sure, thanks, Brock. And he provided. That's quite,
1: quite sweet,
0: really. I mean, the wrestlers I've had nightmares about are the ones that you'd expect. You know, like...
1: Darby <laughs> Allen.
0: Yes. Yes, that's, that's the frequent one.
1: Yeah. Jerry Lawler. Oh, ah. Oh. I wouldn't want his eye in my mouth. I shared a plane with him once.
0: I'm trying to think, do I want Darby Allen's eye in my mouth?
1: Better that than his mouth in your eye. Yeah,
0: that's... Yeah. Ugh. I don't want to think about what that guy has crawling around in him.
1: Yeah. There's no way he doesn't have a weevil up his ass
0: All the time. Yeah. And an earwig... In his
1: nose, he might just be full of bugs, like Oogie Boogie.
0: Yes, Darby Allen is the Oogie Boogie of wrestling. <laughs> Pull on just one strand of his idiotic hairdo, and the whole guy comes apart.
1: He just goes, "My bugs, my <laughs> bugs!" Like that. That's a great way to go. Like if I, if I had, if I could choose my own death, I think deflating. While insects leave me while I'm screaming no BUGS! I think that's the way to go. That's up there. It's up there's defo up there. Being unraveled and debugged. Yeah. Being eaten by a small gang of Mr. Mimes is another way I'd I'd go if I could choose.
0: I love that you specified Mr. Mimes. That's gloriously horrifying. <laughs>
1: Right? Well, that's another one of my scenarios. My my haunting scenarios. Tombri Eye in my mouth is one. It's always at night. It's always 2am in the morning. I'm always awake at 2am in the morning. Good. You'll avoid these horrible scenarios. Uh, the other one, of course, is, is the spaceman. And I realise that is uh, particularly gendered, but also it has to be the word spaceman. Because if I just say astronaut... You could have any number of images, but if I say spaceman, you're seeing the the traditional the white suit with the helmet with black visor. You can't see anything, just faceless. Yeah, uh, and I frequently think that it would it would really shit me up if at two in the morning I came downstairs, went into the kitchen, and Bent over with the fridge door open looking in it is a fully dressed spaceman. And then he just, no, like he realizes I'm in the room, shuts the fridge door, looks at me, and just heads towards me. That's it. Slowly. Oh yeah, with purpose. That would just fuck me. I wouldn't stick around for it, but it would fuck me up. It's horrible. Doesn't bear thinking <sighs> about, but I think about it. Uh, the other one is a Mr. Mime thing, where. Imagine, if you will, two in the morning, you hear uh, just some scratching on the the wood panelling around the window, and you open the curtains, and there's a Mr. Mime stood there with a little smile on his face, and it's looking in at you through the window. Then it just raises its fists and just starts going bash 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 on the window. Just facial expression hasn't changed, but it's just going bash 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 I tell you what that would shit me right up. I am shit me up. I am Oh done there thinking about, does it? It doesn't. Don't bear thinking it, about.
0: Speaking of things that are uncomfortably smooth, Mr. Mime and Detective Pikachu.
1: Mmm. Imagine Mr. Mime and Tombree, the remake Tombree, trying to dance the dance of lovers and make the beast with two backs. They'd just slide off each other. They would. With a squeak. Like like a wet sponge on a windshield,
0: or like a um dragging your hand over cling film. Mmm. That is, ugh. That th- <sighs> this entire episode is just—it's not quite the lament configuration for Razor. <laughs> it, it's like the the discomfort configuration.
1: Yeah, you don't bear thinking about. Really.
0: Were we going to talk about Resident Evil?
1: Oh, yeah. What do you think of Resident Evil 4? The first
0: one I played, like, all the way to the end was 5. I finished 5 first.
1: Hell of a debut. Hell of an introduction.
0: I mean, I played 4. I had played 4, but I, you know, was a stupid kid, so I got lost and, and waylaid a lot right and i played five all the way through because it's not a horror game no but then i i, I actually played four i i finished Fort resident evil 4 in 2021 that's a fucking good video game isn't it?
1: it's i tell you what it's high quality high quality uh i am tempted to uh re-download it and and give it I another go game. for that Yeah.
0: I could go for that. I was excited by the prospect of the remake because I always had this weird fondness for Ashley Graham as a character.
1: Leon! How rude! (laughs) Um, No, I I agree, actually. I do find her very affable.
0: And she's helpful when she needs to be.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that got a lot of praise, if I recall correctly, back when it, it first came out. A lot of people were impressed because... Escort missions were a lot more prevalent back then. They've kind of fallen out of favour with good reason. But back then, there were a lot of... A lot of them still knocking about. I I still remember the one from um, Spartan Total Warrior, which was uh, Sega's attempt to uh, have a go at the old Dynasty Warriors thing. It was like a spin-off of Total War. Terrible game. But I gave up on it when I reached this... uh, You've got to get this fella... I forget who it was, but fucking Aristotle or whatever it was. Not even
0: a big fat fella, not a not a freaky Constantine. Nah,
1: just some old old fella in a toga, just okay. going. Spartan, you must escort me home. And like, he has got fucking Praetorian fucking guards fucking after him with their halberds and nonsense. And it's impossible. It's the worst. It's the worst escort mission in the world. But the games market was full of them back then, and. Ashley in Resident Evil 4 was something of a a Resident Evil revelation, if you will. Um, in that she, 3D. see, I, I, you see how I know it as I just smoothly move past my my brilliant. That was such a uh, good wordplay.
0: Oh, and I just said 3D under my breath because it <laughs> it, it only occurred to me after the moment had passed. <laughs> but I couldn't not say it because I have the impulse control of the Hulk, but, like, early Hulk.
1: (laughs) I know the one. Um, But, yeah, yeah, it was was revelatory that you could just put her in a box. You could. As I say that, that sounds problematic, but you could just stick... You could stick the girl in a box when she was inconvenient. I don't think it used those exact words on the back of the game's case. No, Um, no it didn't. (laughs) Features. uh, Unique limb reaction system. Shoot a Las Plagas in the leg and he'll hold it. Other features include stick a girl in a box when she's inconvenient. Yeah, I don't think that was, was Capcom's exact wording. But, you know, she wasn't completely defenceless. She had places to hide uh, if there was a particularly tough action sequence, and the game knew that you'd rather concentrate on that. She was pretty effective at keeping out of enemies' grasps. Every now and then, she might get grabbed. It was fairly easy to, to get her out of that.
0: Yeah, just shoot them in the foot.
1: You just shoot them in the fucking foot. Yeah, you know, there was a handful of sections that were about keeping her safe, but for the most part, it was an unintrusive part of the game, she's a very likable character.
0: Yeah, like, she's kind of a brat, but you'd expect that from the daughter of a affluent and influential US politician.
1: Yeah, plus, you know, being condescended to by Leon and getting um, her quote-unquote ballistics perved at by uh, the other fella. Luis. Luis, that's it. You know, I'd be a... I'd... I'd I'd be a bit bratty as well.
0: I feel for her, to be honest with you. And the, the apparently the new the, the remake actually has given her a new outfit that I love so much. Because, like, Resident Evil 4 takes place in 2004. And you can apparently have Ashley very much dress like it's 2004.
1: Brilliant.
0: Uh, you can put her in, like, a full scene kid get-up. Like fucking you you just know for a fact that this girl listens to nothing but mcr (laughs) and a bit of good charlotte like yeah the 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 fucking pink highlights in her hair the the striped long sleeved shirt under a short-sleeved band shirt really 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 heavy eyeliner it's like they wanted to design a new costume that makes it look like Ashley Graham wrote My Immortal.
1: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And, and
0: I just, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I like that. I, and like that alone has, kind of, like, it's, it's weird because it's been a while since I've been particularly interested in Capcom's output, even though I know it's been at an all-time high for a lot of people. Yeah. But there are actually two Capcom games I very well may buy this year and Resident Evil 4 is one of them. Yeah. The other is uh is Street Fighter 6. I very well may. To this day I have not played Street Fighter 5, which is weird as someone who I I used to play Street Fighter 3 every mm-hmm. single day for hours. And it's just it's it's weird as it's gotten more popular than it's ever been. That I'm this
1: lukewarm
0: about Street Fighter.
1: Is there a particular reason for yeah, that? Yeah, for... yeah,
0: there is a particular reason. Um hmm. there's a particular reason for me falling off with Street Fighter, which is that it became a fucking esport. Right. And the reason I'm interested in Street Fighter Six is because there's a big woman in it.
1: There is a big woman. She's very big. I forget, and name. she's like got the gladiator like the hairstyle that's like a gladiator's helmet.
0: Yes, uh, her name is Marisa. Marisa. And also, like, you find out that the reason her hair looks like that is because she actually wears a gladiator's helmet on the way to the ring. Brilliant. And her hair has has been styled around it. It's a bowl cut, but it's a gladiator helmet bowl cut.
1: That is genius.
0: Infuriatingly fun character design. Mm Mm-hmm. And with the talk of the game being less of a fucking execution nightmare for people like me with old, brittle hands, you know, I used to be able to do combos and stuff in games like Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can do that no longer.
1: I never could. I don't have the motor function. I don't have the ability to memorize. Like, I've got no working memory. Almost no working memory at all memorizing combos is impossible for me i can't memorize button inputs and let alone have the coordination physically to to pull them off
0: oh yeah i still remember combos from fighting games i haven't played in years because of the extent to which fighting games have sort of lodged themselves in my mind Mm. because i've been playing them since i was five and i'm now 34 yeah but like i still remember jump punch starter i believe it's um High kick, high kick, low kick, down and high punch. Walk forward, high punch, jump kick, air fireball, and that's uh, Sindel in Mortal Com- uh, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Huh. I love Sindel so very, very, very much.
1: Is she the one with the long black hair that does screaming?
0: Yes, she is. Ah. Too bad you will die. <laughs> one of many reasons why Mortal Kombat Annihilation is the best film of all time.
1: Mmm. I adore. You know, uh, Conrad Zimmerman. You know, I I recorded an episode of uh, The Spin-Off Doctors on this very audio channel with him about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. If you go on Conrad Zimmerman's YouTube channel, he did an excellent music video cutting scenes of characters jumping about. Uh, to the tune of Jump. <laughs> and it is gr- it is so good. Oh, I regularly perfect. watch it. It's it's amazing. But Mortal Kombat Annihilation is genuinely on my list of enjoyable bad films. I'll put The Miami Connection on there. I'll put The Room. It's a an, an obvious one, but it's a classic. I'll put Deadly Prey on that list. And I will put Mortal Kombat Annihilation on that list. It is... So genuinely entertaining in its awfulness.
0: It's perfect. Truly. Full disclosure, I have listened to the episode of the spin-off Doctors about Mortal Kombat Annihilation dozens if not hundreds of times. Whoa. And I, I frequently would refer to it as my favorite episode of any podcast ever.
1: Oh, wow. That's a... You honor us.
0: Like, when it starts and you're just like, the Earth was created in six days! <laughs> and Earth is under attack and it is glorious! It's and the way that you completely lose your fucking mind as the podcast unravels and then it just very abruptly ends. <laughs> just like the film did. It's it is it is my favorite episode of the spin-off Doctors, um, other than maybe Warcraft and mm. uh, Advent Children. Oh,
1: Warcraft was a... That was a painful p- podcast to record. I the- saw
0: that movie in a theater. Whoa. I saw it in a theater, and I I, I remember briefly leaving the theater because I needed a shit.
1: Mm-hmm. But you just been watching Warcraft.
0: For a good movie, I'd hold in my shit. Yeah. When I went to see The Godfather at a revival theater, I held in my shit.
1: Mm. But
0: not Warcraft. And so I sent a text to my older sister from the toilet, and I said, the only thing I could recommend about this movie so far is a shot where a bunch of characters are walking over a bridge in the background. And in the foreground is a murloc, which is a, an aquatic creature from World of Warcraft, mm. and it makes the noise that it makes in the video game, and that made me laugh a little bit, because I remember I I played I played a great deal of World of Warcraft. There is a very specific pipeline to my current Final Fantasy obsession, and World of Warcraft is a is a spot on that journey. Ah. But murlocs are these sort of fishmen that. Make a very distinctive noise when they attack you. They always go Roar! like Boss Nass from Star Wars. <laughs> they just took the sound bite from the game and used it in the film, and that made me laugh. And that, and one other thing that made me laugh because it reminds me of the game, were the only highlights of that fucking dreadful. <laughs> Oh, no, wait, no, the first scene with, like, the orc husband and the orc wife talking to each other was actually, like, a good scene. Mm. But if anything, that made the movie worse.
1: Yeah, when it's front-loaded with an example that the people making this film do know how to do something good, it makes the the following two hours of Drek feel like an explicit choice. Not that I remember anything about it, because, you know, I've got memory issues...
0: I remember things, certain things. Um, And that's another spinoff, Doctors, I've listened to many times. Um, Mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure that, like, of all of the podcasts I've ever listened to, most of my favorite individual episodes have you in there somewhere. Well, except for the ending of Alice Isn't Dead. Mm. You weren't in that.
1: I weren't in that. I've never been in Alice Isn't Dead.
0: That's a good podcast. I recommend it. But, like, anybody who follows me on Tumblr at Six Gun Breaker, I would know that I recently posted a, a a screenshot of a list of what I consider to be the 25 best episodes of Boston's Favourite Son.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a podcast that um, myself and Conrad uh, record with the aforementioned Jonathan Holmes, who was on MTV's t- Road Rules, The Northern Betrayal, in 1998. Uh, and Conrad and I have been trying to, like, rekindle his career against his wishes for years and um what was your best one the number one episode of
0: boston's favorite son rise of Crabnuts."
1: ah one of the all-time classics
0: i have a very vivid memory of riding my bicycle down a bicycle path in houston texas listening to rise of crab Nuts for the millionth fucking time and still having to <laughs> stop my bicycle because I am just cackling at the part where Jonathan is saying something, you interrupt with, well, go away! And Jonathan just goes, oh, Jesus, crap.
1: <laughs> it's one of the funniest things that I've ever heard in my life. And I legit mean that. It's I've so hoped... just
0: the, the <laughs> level of sheer fucking exhaustion. It is beautiful. I, I just,
1: I love it. I, I just. I'm considering bringing Crab Nuts to the Gymquisition one day. Please. I want to get an, an upsetting, distressing fursuit made um, <laughs> and present an episode of the Gymquisition as the lovable bear Crab Nuts. Well, go away! Um, that would make me happy. It would upset most of the viewers. Um, but the but... ones who weren't upset would be people who I would like to invite round for dinner.
0: And if that's not a trash girl thing to say.
1: What is? Ultimately, at the end of this podcast, as we uh, start packing up all of our uh, picnic accoutrements, our little blanket, our uh, sandwiches and and little cake trays, and put them back in the hamper. Butt plugs. Well, obviously, yeah. The shopping bag full of butt plugs. Um,
0: I have a shoebox, actually.
1: Oh, well, it's sturdy. It is. It's sturdy. That can weather the elements.
0: It's full of hypodermic needles and butt plugs.
1: (laughs) Oh, I think ultimately the lesson to be learned here is that we're both quite sexually attracted to Angela White.
0: Yes, because we're correct.
1: That is true. We come correct.
0: Goddamn right we do. Uh
1: Ah. Hmm.